<laughs> Welcome to Break Room Bullshit. Yeah. And I'm Gable. Yeah. And yeah, this, you are. This I'm is Dave. This disgruntled Dave. I gotta get my hoodie. I'm cold. I mean, like, for later. For later. Yeah. Hey, what's up? We got some of those winter sniffles coming along. Yeah, I've heard, like, 16 people sniffling today. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> sick. What are we reviewing today, you piece of shit? It's this whole we thing. I'm doing all the reviewing. What here. are you reviewing, you piece of shit? Uh, I'm reviewing uh, NXT TakeOver. Oh, cool. War Games 2. It was a War Games thing? It was NXT TakeOver War Games 2. Was it good? It was, it was okay. Well, I, I had that going for it. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna start? Are we gonna start now? Or are we gonna talk about some bullshit first? Or you okay there, Dave? I don't know. That's up to you. What do you want to do? Uh, All right. So Matt Riddle comes out at the very beginning of the show. This is the. Is this is the premiere of Matt Riddle? Yeah. This is November seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. War Games. So uh, Matt Riddle comes out and cuts a promo. I don't really get what the hype is based on this promo. I was like, he's whatever. I've seen him do wrestling, like, gifts of him doing, like, wrestling moves. He, so he he seems to have wrestled before. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought he was going straight from MMA, no, too. No, no, he was a big indie. He, was, he wrestled a lot on the indies. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw, I think the one, I think the one I saw last was PWG that he recognized. Yeah, he likes weed. So uh, he, challenged, <laughs> he challenges Cassius Ono, and then Ono accepts, and they have an impromptu match. Uh, as soon as the bell rings, Riddle hits a running knee and then gets dependent about seven seconds, and the match is over. <laughs> Matt Riddle wins. He, he won. So there was that. Is Cassius Ono going anywhere in NXT, or is he just going to keep, like... He's going to the super heavyweight division because he keeps getting fatter. Really? <laughs> I don't know. He's about, he, he's about just as fat as he was. <laughs> I don't, I don't, he looks so weird to me. He looks, like so, he looks like some dude that I just, like, met in real life, and I'm like, man... How's it going? Just some guy walking down the street that's just, just a, little, a little bigger than most yeah, people. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It looks Maybe weird. Get a hot topic or some shit. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he takes the whole like I'm the everyman to to a little a little too far. Yeah. He's too he's too everyman. He's too much the everyman. So as soon as the, so the commentary is already awful. Uh, this really makes me appreciate Rick Boner. Uh, Ronaldo is screaming at the top of his oh, lungs. Oh, no, I forgot about him. Why do you remind me he Like, exists? literally five minutes into this, he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. He's saying some line about the immortal words of Yogi Bear, and I'm like, just shut the fuck up, dude. I don't want to hear your words. <laughs> They're really annoying. Dude, I forgot he existed. Why do you remind yeah. me? The commentary is so bad on here. So we have uh, the first match that really matters, because that was just like a little thing. We have Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the uh, Women's Championship, which is a two out of three falls match. Uh, Kyrie Sane has remained very hot. Um, Shayna's horsewoman friends come down and jump Sane. Uh, Baszler gets her in a choke. Baszler gets the first fall by submission. Crowd starts chanting Mama Mia, and then I realize how much I hate NXT now. Uh, Ronaldo then screams it about 30 seconds later. I still hate NXT now. Um, Sane hits a top rope elbow, and then the second fall goes to Sane via pinfall. Mama Mia! Yeah, that's, that's what he did. That's what he did. It was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, after these horsewomen are down there for a while messing with Sane, uh, Yim and Dakota Kai come down to even the odds. Uh, Sane does her top rope elbow again but uh, and hits Baszler, but then, but then Baszler grabs her for a crucifix pin. 
and uh, Baszler gets the third fall and is still the champion. The finish was dumb. So, like, she hits the elbow drop and connects in everything, and she already got a pin with this elbow drop. And right after she hits it, as she hits it, Baszler just grabs her and rolls her over for a crucifix pin. I'm like, why didn't it just hurt her then? Like, well, how come she hit the elbow and it didn't do anything? It was dumb. Carrie Sane still have that pirate shtick. Uh, yeah, it's dumb. You said she's still hot, so that's pretty cool. She is hot. The match was very mad. I just didn't care about it, really. It didn't really do much for me. When are these other horsemen starting? Horse, Horse women. women? I mean, yeah. they're already there. They're not wrestling yet, but that's they're there. I, mean. I don't know. Yeah. They've only been wrestling for like a couple months, so they shouldn't be wrestling for a while. Oh. Uh, they should probably get a lot better first. I mean, they could be named Nia Jackson, just like get some sort of huge push. And now, she wrestled a while. She just never got good, and she always sucked. That's the thing. we got to give them a chance to get good. Oh. Uh, so uh, we have a, the commentators talking about how the Undisputed Era has their War Games winning streak on the line. Gable, it's on the line. This is the second ever War Games, by the way. And their winning streak is on the line. Their winning streak of one. Of one is currently on the line. That's pretty great. I was like, that is fucking (sighs) stupid. Whatever. Okay, then we have Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. The whole story of this was, I don't know if you remember the whole storyline where someone beat up Aleister Black. They didn't know who it was. was, So it turned out it was Johnny Gargano, and Gargano turned heel. So this is kind of the match where uh, Aleister's looking to get his revenge. Um, Gargano does a sweet dive to the outside into a DDT, which was really cool. Gargano's gear was really cool. It was a Punisher gear. Like, his, his trunks had, like, the, for Marvel, the Marvel uh, font, it said Johnny, and then the Punisher font said Gargano had bullet holes. And it was, this was really cool. You know his, like, smiley face with the one eye close thing? Yeah. He had the Punisher skull with his smiley face saying makes sense. It was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. This sounds dope. Yeah, he has some cool gear. I, dude, I... I might maybe I'll go back and just only watch Gargano matches. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even think that Gargano. he had the best match on the show. Really? But yeah, it was good. Uh, Black hits the Black Mask twice. First one looked like he actually killed Johnny Gargano. Sometimes I'm just blown away by like how good the wrestlers can make kicks look because I'm like, how does he not dead? Yeah. But like they're fine. Yeah. They're so good at it. Sometimes I'm like, damn, that's impressive. I don't know how they do it. Uh, Black wins by pinfall. The match was good. Um, at one point in this match in the background, I could actually see Ronaldo at the com- commentator table holding his headset and literally yelling into it. And I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> I was like, I can see you doing it. And it's, it, it, it just made me angry. I just started getting mad. I do. I, like, he just needs to tone it down like a lot. I kind of wish the depression that Ronaldo suffers from would just make him eat a bullet. I'm just saying. Okay, Whoa. moving on. Whoa. Moving on. You okay? We're not afraid to cross the line here at Break Room BS. Yeah, if you have depression, you should just kill yourself. That's what, uh, that's, job, you that's the stance we take. Yeah. <laughs> I speak for myself and no one else. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got rid of this. I had a huge uh, note I made about how, maybe it's in here how somewhere. How selfish suicide is? It really is. No, it was about... um. Okay, there it is. It's there later. Okay. So uh, next we have Tommaso Ciampa, who is the NXT champion versus Velveteen Dream for the title. Um, Dream came out with some Hollywood Hulk Hogan ring attire. It was inspired, uh, which was funny, especially since they're in L.A., which is Hollywood. So his his ring attire was pretty cool. Um, uh, Percy Watson. You remember Percy Watson, who did commentary, the black dude who... Played for the Bears. Maybe. He's, he's, He's basically a black Lanny Poffo in NXT. 
He barely ever talks. When he does, he adds nothing, and it's completely worthless comments. Yeah, I think I he know sucks. Who, I, I think I know who you're talking. He's about. basically the commentator equivalent of a nagger in wrestling, like how Nia Jax is. Okay, so I have some <laughs> pictures to show you. Okay, everyone. we went over. It's a wrestling term. Okay, I want to show you. I want to show you some pictures. Okay, so I, I, this happened, and I was like, I gotta show Gable this. Okay, so Velveteen <sighs> Dream had a little spittle issue. What the fuck am I looking at? Dude, this is spit coming out of his mouth. <laughs> that is spit coming That's out gross. of his mouth. It, it is like semen. so fucking gross. And then Tommaso Ciampa just grabs it and rubs it all over Velveteen's face because I was like, dude, this is brutally gross looking. It was bad. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was really nasty. I was like, that is so nasty. So he had the biggest loogie ever just hanging from his fucking mouth, and it was very distracting. Um... So Ciampa hits Project Ciampa, which is, the, the, he does a powerbomb onto his knees, time into a backstabber. But Dream kicks out. Uh, Ciampa brings the belt in, but DDT, but okay. So he brings the belt in. It gets knocked out of his hands. And then Velveteen Dream kind of does, inadvertently does a DDT, but he does it onto the fucking belt. Uh-huh. And then the ref like looks. The ref stops and looks at Dream and looks at the belt and sees he did it. Dream is just looking at the ref. And then Dream covers him and the ref just counts. I'm like... <laughs> Why'd you do that? That was retarded. Like, you watch it and you saw it happen. You're like, oh, well, it's fine. That was dumb. It's like a New Japan ref. Yeah, really. He's like, anything goes. <laughs> Any, anything goes. He got, he got distracted in the corner looking at a, a piece of dust or something, like red shoes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tie his shoes. Yeah. Uh, Dream does the, uh, a rolling Death Valley driver on the double padding outside. Uh, they, they lift up the padding to expose the cement. And then he did a move on to the... Double padding, not where the oh, cement cool. was. I'm like, that, well, that was safe, you know? It's nice, nice and safe. Little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he does the purple rain, which is the top rope uh, elbow. Uh, Ciampa does the draping DDT. Because uh, the, the War Games, you know, I don't know if you saw the last War Games, did you? No. Well, it's two rings put together, and they have a giant, like, metal, I don't know, kind of like a this piece of metal that, like, kind of covers the two rings to keep them together, like, where, where they connect. Well, he, Ciampa pulled Dream in between the rings and just kind of de- draping DDT'd him onto the metal, and you're like, why do you even have it there? Like, they can just Man. use it, but whatever. Um, so then Ciampa won by pinfall and, re- and, and remain, remain the champ. It was a good match. I thought that this one and the Gargano were both good matches. I like this one better, but they weren't, like, insanely great. I mean, they were definitely good. I enjoyed them. Uh, but. Isn't it like, I don't know, like... <sighs> the... I, what am I trying to say here? The you like dicks. The complaint you have about the things being there because they can just use them. The the steel. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, like, why is that a problem? Well, because it just makes it cooler though. Well, well, yeah, but how come you can just DDT someone onto metal? Why can't you use the belt then? Why can't you hit them with a chair if you can just literally DDT it's them part onto of the metal? Ring, though. But it's not supposed to be. It's only there because of the War Games thing. I think something would have been cool that it had been like... It, it, so it wasn't part of that match? No, no. It, it's you, there because the rings are combined and it was needed to keep the rings together. Let me ask you this because I don't remember. If you DDT someone onto the stairs, is that, is that a DQ? It depends on how the ref is feeling. Really? Yeah. Normally I don't think it is, but there have been DQs from it. I... I was going to say, if that's not a DQ, then this shouldn't be a DQ. But what I think they should have done was, which would have been cool, is that they say, like, 
It's very blatant. It's there, and it looked very unnecessary. I don't understand why they needed it. I mean, I guess because they don't want them slipping between the rings. So I guess it makes sense. They need something there. But they should have just been like, the ref is aware of it, and, he, and all the competitors are aware they just can't use it. Instead of having two rings, why don't they just make one big ring? Well, I mean, you have to. I mean, you'd have to redesign the whole ring. Like, it's a lot easier just to take two rings and put them next to each other, probably. Are they right next to each other, or is there They're like? They're touching. Uh, I feel like there's some sort of like, like, like ramp that can overlap that wouldn't wouldn't be a problem. But have it like a, have an apron padding. That's what it is. The, the two rings metal. are next to each other with this metal like ramp type thing on top of where the rings connect. Is there like an apron esque padding on top of it though? Is what I'm saying. Oh, on top of the metal? Yeah. No, it's I'm just say, I'm metal. saying you could lay down whatever the surface, whatever the rings made of. With the I, rings of I, Saturn. Yeah, I feel like there could be like easily like more boards and apron and padding put put right there, and just it would look like one long ring. It, dude, someone smart could easily make a connector that makes it look like one long ring. Oh, are you, oh, you're saying like, I get what you're saying. You're saying don't have the rings touch. Put something between them. Yeah, that would essentially be made. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a leaflet, like in one of those tables that extend. Tables, ladders, and do, chairs. Do you ever have one of those tables that like, you, like there's a, a piece you take out? Yeah, my grandma had one, but she's yeah. dead now, so. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. So, maybe WWE just being so shitty for so long and me watching ROH and New Japan now for like, I don't know, like eight, eight months or so, right? You can definitely okay, let me finish my sour, thought. Sour taste in your mouth. Let me finish my thought. I think that it's made me cynical where, like, I'm incapable of enjoying it now. Even if it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like as I'm watching like the like the dream uh, Chompa match, the Gargano Alistair Black match, I feel like I'm watching them. And I feel like I think these are great matches, but I'm just like they're okay. Dude, whenever I go back and wa- like if I if I go I say back, but whenever I go over and watch NXT, like I, I don't have an issue. But whenever I go, except with fucking Mamma Mia, uh, but whenever I get like. Raw or SmackDown is just so overly fucking produced. Like, yeah. like, dude, can we not have so many fucking lights? It's like it's not even about the yeah. wrestling. It's about how you can make the wrestling fucking flashy and the shit. It's and about the show. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe the matches just weren't weren't really super great. And but I don't know because I feel like as I'm watching, I'm like these commentators are pissing me the fuck off. Things are just making me mad. I just felt like I couldn't enjoy it even though it was good and I just felt so cynical about it. Dude, and like going and, and going into Survivor Series, I'm like, having been so disappointed in NXT, as Survivor Series started, I was angry. Like as it was coming on, I was like, I'm so angry that I'm watching this. <laughs> and like it kind of went away, but I was just like, I feel so angry and I feel like, I don't know. And he saw his reflection in the snow-covered mountaintop. I'm moving back and forth. The landslide brings him down. Me. It's an episode when Stan was cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think about that. <laughs> Whenever I think about being cynical, I'm like, I'm like Stan. Everything is shit. Everything I hear and see is shit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't disassociate the word cynical with that episode. Yeah. Okay, so as the cage is being lowered for war games, like, the lights are out. 
and they have these sirens going really loud. Oh boy! And they have like smoke, and I'm just like watching, and I'm just thinking like, this is so cheesy and gay right now, <laughs> and I'm like. Is this me being cynical again, or is this really fucking stupid? I have to watch this. Who's who's in this undisputed era and who? Undisputed era and the the War Raiders because they can't be called War Machine. Uh, Pete Dunn and uh, the other Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet. Oh, yeah. That That's team right. was a hodgepodge. But one thing I don't I remember. I don't they remember were like if I have sort a, of teaming up whenever, like, whenever we were sort of watching still. Yeah. Really? I think. I, uh, remember, I remember some sort of promo they cut together. I don't, I don't kn- think we were watching. I think I just watched independently. I don't know that I have a note about this, but definitely the one thing going away from TakeOver that I miss is Undisputed Era. I don't care about anything else on the show, really. Yeah. I could do that, but like, I really miss Undisputed Era. I like Era. Adam Cole. Baby, Dude, I, even great. after watching through all the Being the Elite episodes, yeah. I, I liked Adam Cole even more. Even that bump on his head. Maybe it's the commentating's fault. Maybe the commentating makes me so mad it makes me incapable of enjoying Mama it. Mia! Oh, that was scary. I thought you just yelled until my lights went out. I don't know. But, okay, so we have Undisputed Era versus War Raiders, Pete Dunne and Ricochet in a War Games match. Let's go over the rules real quick, Gable. Wars in a, the rules in a War Game match. Two teams will be contained in these two separate cages. With one member of each team starting the match, okay? After five minutes, a member from Undisputed Era will be released to enter the match. And then every three minutes after that, alternating members enter the ring from each team. So basically, they have two cages on the outside, on the ramp. Every one of the team is put into them except for one of each person. They start. Every three minutes after that, another person comes down until everyone is in the ring. Once every all the competitors are in the ring, the War Games match officially begins. A ref comes in. First person to get a pin or submission wins. If you try to leave the cage and you leave, you forfeit the match and you lose. That's basically the rules. Cool? That sounds gay. And it's a cool concept. You know, but, you know. Uh, so, uh, as your music... Yeah, yeah, that's that's idea. Yeah, okay, so War Raiders look really stupid. When the War Raiders came out, I was like, you guys look dumb. I don't like you. I don't ever like you ever. You just look dumb. I'm getting just tired of, like, the big man team that's agile and athletic. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're fat and you can do a cartwheel. I'm so proud of you, dude. Uh, is this why you don't, you, you don't like Jeff Cobb? Are you okay with Jeff Cobb? I don't mind Jeff Cobb. I, I, I don't hate him or love him. I'm indifferent to him. It's just crazy how like he's so fucking big, but he hits, Dude, a, he hits a star press like it's nobody's business. I had a note about a... It's a moonsault. I had a note about they his moonsault. They said star press. They, they must have commentated They him. did. Yeah. They did. They called it... I, I don't know what show it was. One of them, they said it's shooting star press. I'm like, that's a moonsault. But I, made, I, I mentioned one time he did a moonsault. I'm like, dude, he's so big and his moonsault looks so amazing. It's so impressive. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't like War Raiders at all. I think they look stupid. Um, so there's a, there's a part where Hanson gets on his hands and knees, which is one of the War Raiders, and Ricochet runs, jumps off of him, and does a shooting star press, which is really fucking cool. Um, okay, so Bobby Fish is the last Undisputed Era guy to come down. Okay? So there's one other guy in the other cage, Pete Dunn. So he takes the lock from his cage, and he puts it on the other cage with Pete Dunn who's still in it, and then throws the key so Pete stays locked in it. So there's the lock that's already on there, and then Fish took the lock from his cage and put that one on there too, okay? Uh This happens. Three minutes go by, 
Well, well, we'll get to this. So Fish grabs a whole bunch of Undisputed Era chairs from under the ring, and then they just destroy. Like, Undisputed Era starts using chairs and destroys the other guys. They're just kicking ass, right? Uh, Strong actually gives uh, Roe, who's one of the War Raiders, a Uranagi onto an open chair that's set up, which looked painful. That always just looks so painful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three minutes pass, okay? So it's Is time. Is Kyle O'Reilly? Because I, I thought Bobby Fish had the injury. Is he back? Yes. Okay. All four of them were in this. So, um... So three minutes pass, and now it's Pete Dunn's turn to come down. He's the last guy, right? So the ref comes. Oh so the ref comes over. He takes the first lock off. He goes to put the lock, the key in the second lock. The fish put on, and he goes, "My key won't open this lock." And I'm like, "It's been three fucking minutes. Why didn't you? Do, you didn't get bolt cutters. You didn't do anything. You just like this will probably open it. I'll wait and see in three minutes and see yeah. what happens." It was so fucking dumb. I was like, you guys are retarded. They look so fucking stupid, dude. It w- so then, like, he's locked in there. Undisputed Era has this numbers advantage for the next few minutes. And then finally someone runs out with bolt cutters. I'm like, why didn't you think of that, like, while you just stood there and waited? Like, yeah. it, it was so dumb. It, it was so dumb. So Plot holes. Yes, plot holes. Plot Dave's holes. the king of plot hole finding. Yes, yes. What they should have done was, why didn't they just make it so... <laughs> Fish came down. They did all their shit, and right when the three minutes is almost up, because there's a timer showing yeah. the countdown, he runs up and then puts the lock on and comes back down. It makes sense. Yeah, that was, you fixed it. Everyone's not retarded anymore, and it made sense. But <laughs> whatever. Um, I can come up with that, but this is WWE. They can't. Um, so there's a spot with like six guys doing the uh, the big suplex power bomb. You know, th- th- we've talked about it. The bunch of guys in a corner suplexing. Someone comes up and power bombs them all. Like 50 guys go flung at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? Like that big, the big corner spot where a double suplex and they power bomb. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So they do this giant spot with like six of them on the side of the cage. And I watch it happen and I'm like, meh, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this thing. It's, it's This spot's so old. Ricochet, holy fuck. He does a, he's on the top of the cage. Okay, he does a double rotation moonsault. He does the moonsault where he does a moonsault and then does another one in the air. <laughs> it's it was insane. This sounds this sounds ridiculous. It sounds like it's not physically possible. It, it, yeah, as and he, and he it, like, almost ran out of fucking room. That that fucking mat was coming up fast on a second rotation, but he 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 hit it. But it it looked crazy. Oh, I need to watch this. Yeah, it was this. it was really cool. Um, Dunn hits the better end on Cole. And then Ricochet did what looked like just a splash. Maybe it was a 450 splash. I don't know. The way the camera was, you saw uh, uh, Dunn do the bitter end, which is his finishing move. And then you just see splash or Ricochet just come down with a splash. You didn't even know where he came from. I'm like, whatever. I guess he did something cool. So um, they both cover Cole. And then Ricochet, Dunn, and the War Raiders win by pinfall. So they beat the Undisputed Era, which I was like, this is lame. So the one match streak of Undisputed Era has come to an end. This is crazy. Their, their oh, streak has ended. it's ruined. Yeah, it was ruined. 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 It was ruined. It was ruined. So that was, that was, war, ga- that was war Games. It was only four, well, technically five matches, including Riddles, but that one wasn't even advertised. So it was only really a four-match show. That's not too bad. But the War Games match was 47 minutes after all the entrances and everything when the bell started. It was a long fucking match. That was with the entrances? No, nah, that was without the entrances. Without the entrances. So you're probably so it's like looking... like a Kenny Omega singles match. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just a lot... All it was was a hardcore match. You're just in the ring using weapons and shit. Yeah. But, yeah, Speaking, I don't know. Speaking of those long matches, dude, we haven't seen any of those in a while. 
while. while. They got to save them for uh, to- the Tokyo Dome, man. Yeah. They don't want to. I um, got scared that that was like when we because that was like I don't know there were a few of those that happened right when we first started watching New Japan and I'm like fuck dude like is it always going to be like this and then we just it kind of stopped after once Kenny got that belt everything kind of slowed down. Yeah. So. I'm curious. I have just a real quick question here. So I'm curious for your opinion. So Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, they didn't get into an argument, but Meltzer made a comment. No, it wasn't Alvarez. Dave Meltzer made a comment, and then Lance, you know who Lance Storm is? He was an ECW wrestler. He was in uh, WWF. Uh, yeah, hold on. Wait, I know this. I know his nickname. I might be thinking of someone else. You probably are. Uh, was he the one that had... No. Yeah. He wasn't the franchise, was he? No. All right. So Lance Storm, uh, he was with Just Incredible. It was the, they were the, the two Canadians. Okay, so Meltzer said that now is the best time ever to be a wrestling fan because of like all the like and there's so many great matches like that, that are put out. And everything he's like, this is the best time ever to be a wrestling fan. Do you agree or disagree with that? I I think potentially it could be. So you don't think it is? I, I not currently now. Okay. I mean, All In was pretty fucking great, and that was a really cool moment. But overall, I don't, I don't know if the, the, the time is ready yet. Well, it'd also be harder for you to answer because you haven't watched right. over a long period of time. It, it, I don't know. Like, the, the ECW era, the, the earlier to the, the middle ECW era just seemed to be, like, the coolest era yeah. to fucking be watching. And, uh, yeah, something came out of my ass. Oh. Um, Maybe like that, like that, that whole Stone Cold Steve Austin era as well in the WWE. The, the Attitude Era is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a cool, era, a cool thing to watch. But I don't, uh, I don't know if I can, I can say it's the. You see, what did he say? Coolest time? Or it's the greatest time, greatest to, be a, time. To, to be a wrestling fan. Because here's the thing, I, I kind of, I don't listen to half the shit Meltzer says, and I'm like, whatever, dude, and I just kind of move on. Um, dude, he's so he, he's worse than my mom. Like, like, Alvarez will say something, and then Meltzer will correct, and I'm like, why did you just do that? Like, Alvarez, like, the match was 21 minutes, and Meltzer's like, no, it was 22. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Who cares? He does shit like that all the time. But anyway, half the time I just disregard what he says. But then I was listening to Lance Storm, and he goes, it really made me mad when he said that. He's like, because, like, Meltzer seems to be under the impression that the only thing that makes wrestling good is like 16-star matches, and that's all that matters. It's like some people actually like to have good stories and storytelling with their wrestling. Yeah. And, he, and Storm is like, as of right now, this is by far nowhere near the best time to be a wrestling fan if you actually like to have good stories with your matches. Yeah. Because, like, they're, like... In, in, in New Japan, I don't have a problem with the way New Japan does it. I think they could do some more storytelling, but the thing is, like, with their storytelling... They do it so sparingly when they do do it, like with the JY thing, it's far more impactful. Yeah. It makes it cooler. But the thing is, like, the all around WWE storytelling is fucking garbage. Complete garbage. Yeah. It's terrible. It, like, even though you're getting a lot of storytelling, it's just all it trash. Sucks. So yeah. It's not, there's no, the story is like written by six year olds yeah. with crayons. Yeah, I was just curious of your opinion on that. And then whenever you criticize them, they're like, you just don't get it. You, you, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, that's not what we're doing. I, it's, that's I still, what you're clearly doing. I still don't understand how WB is like, this is what you want, we don't care. I don't understand. No, I'll dude, never understand it. Blows my mind. I'll never understand it's it. It's not even like, like they have to make any, like, it's, it, it wouldn't cost them more money either. They just have to not, not suck. It, it, like, I, don't, I don't get it. 
I don't understand. That's it. Well, let's, this is a, this is a long mini episode. We're at 20, 28 minutes. Let's let's wrap this up. Right. Uh, uh, so make sure you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, we're you're gonna get another mini episode in a couple days with the Survivor Series review. So you'll be that'll be coming soon. Uh, um, Breakroom BS one on Twitter and uh, Breakroom BS subscribe on YouTube and download all our stuff and listen to it.